baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, maybe marriage is yours. I think you were talking about marriage better Things at the that we're good at. second time around. That's right. That's guilty, I, too. That's me, too. That's, I, that's okay. I am better at it the second time Four around. marriages between us. And that's what we're talking about today. What How many ex-wives at? and husbands Absolutely we have? Absolutely not. I was going to say, yeah, i got to be prepared for that. Absolutely not. We're talking about something you're good at. Because this is what sparked my interest. There is a 13-year-old boy who has beat... The game of Tetris. Wait a minute. Are we in 1995? I know. Like, people Tetris, still play Tetris. So Tetris is still a thing? That's the headline for me here. Tetris is still a thing. Okay. You can play it on your phone. Absolutely. You can play it on the computer. Tetris is still a thing. And you guys have probably pay, played Tetris. And sometimes you get addicted to it. And then you see the pieces in your brain when you go to sleep. But there is a 13-year-old gamer in Oklahoma who is the first to beat unbeatable Tetris by what they call is breaking it. He's 13-year-old Willis Gibson. Oh, and he has officially beat the game because he got to level, I think it's 157. And at that point, you can't go anymore. There are no more levels. Is this Tetris music? I'm playing Tetris online for free right right now. now. Isn't that great? See, he's playing it on. Okay, David, you still have to pay attention to the show. No, this is is great. I'm going to do this. Why start now? Why start now? (laughs) Hey. Okay, this brings us to a question about what you have a mastery of. But before we get there, do you have some sound of this kid winning the game? See, you I gotta get rid of my actual Tetris games. game. Can I just ignore? It's really fun. I, I mean, know it is, and it's addicting. But you have a job. Okay, wait a minute. This is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> We're sure this is a Tetris win. Thirteen-year-old. I wonder if that could have been like one of your sites that you're visiting late at night. David's trolling us. <laughs> That's an OnlyFans page. I was gonna say, oh boy. Okay, uh, well that is the thirteen-year-old boy. I guess almost hyperventilating when he won he the game. Is and he's the first person to ever beat Tetris. Right. He is the first person to ever be- beat Tetris. And so what he happens- has peaked, is what you're saying. Nothing in his life from now on, the rest of his <laughs> life. At 13, he will, not, he will not do a thing greater than beating Tetris. And you can judge Willis. And you can say, oh, well, this is useless or, oh, he's peaked at 13. You can say this is completely doesn't help society or help him. But I once got advice, and I can't remember who it was from, and I'm sorry about mm-hmm. the attribution. If it was you, call me and from I'll Donald give you credit. Trump. Donald That's Trump. fine. Talk it was you. good advice. Yeah. It said, in your lifetime – Master something. Be really great at, at least at least one thing that you can say, you know, I'm really good at this. Like I am a really good knitter or I am a good bowler or I'm a really good reader. Mm-hmm. You know, so it doesn't have to be anything that makes you money or anything that makes you famous. But you have to – you're supposed to do something and practice it so you can say, I have mastered something. I am good at something. And well, there's a difference between being good at something and mastering something. Well, okay, that's fair. But I won't even use the word master because that there are things that you can't ever master that you'll always practice. But, but be really be good really, at one really thing good at that something. you can take pride in. Yeah, you might be, be able anything. to teach it. Yep. You, yes, 
You, you know about it. You've practiced it. And you feel – because this isn't about the rest of the world. This is about you. You feel a sense of accomplishment be, when you do this thing because you're really good mm. at this thing. Mm. And it is – you know, we were talking about Hell Camp where these teenagers had no sense of accomplishment and they were acting out as teenagers. And it, it kind of goes back to that. If there's something that you are – that you study or that you spend time Gives you purpose. In, yeah. Maybe you're a really good bicyclist. You know, some, anything. Um Something that you're really good at. This kid can say he's mastered Tetris. He has accomplished something in his life. Now he can go on and do other things or whatever. But I want to know, we want to know what you're really good at. What did you, have you either mastered or you feel that you are really good at? 6514619226. When are you Willis Gibson, the the breaker of Tetris? I want to know. Go ahead. You're up first. Sex. Okay. Okay. I didn't like that answer. Uh, I'm going to have to take your word for it. I couldn't think of anything. Or if Jen wants to call in. Oh, she knows. Or any of the other many women you've slept with can Uh, call in and tell us. No, I. That can be your answer. I don't think I have one thing, though, that I can point to. I, I like being serviceable or. No, I'm not still talking about. That. I like <laughs> I like being good at a lot of different things. And Okay, what about mediocre. hunting? You spend a I'm lot not a of good time. Hunter. I'm not but I'm not a, I wouldn't consider I'm a good hunter. Okay. I'm a, I'm a bet I'm a good fisherman, I think. Okay. But I don't go. think I I certainly haven't mastered it. But you would be able to sense teach somebody like, else sense, how to fish. Like I think I have good comedic timing. Mm. I think I have I do uh I'm good at uh limited impersonations. You're excellent at that, Adam. You are. I mean, you're Jesse, you're Trump, whatever you've tried on the air has always worked for me. You fooled me sometimes when I'm not on the air with you. Right. And I've listened to you these past years mm-hmm. when you were a guest. Um, you are excellent at that. Thank you. And I also think you would have been an excellent actor had you chosen that route. You're an excellent actor. I still host. could be. Right. You're an excellent actor. Remember, 2024 is the year of acting Adam at some point. And by the way, I decided I don't want a side reel. A, a lovely woman sent me a clip that the, the Rosemont Community Theater is always open for new actors. See? She sent it, sent me a letter. So. I think you should okay, explore that. that could be the start. But you are excellent. And that is something that has been useful to you because you are naturally good at it. And it has led you to a career in radio where mm-hmm. you can use that talent. Yes. And television where you can use that talent. So it is innate in you. You have worked on it. And you're really good at it. Thank now. you. What's yours? I'm really good at yoga. Oh, excellent. It, it doesn't make me money or, I mean, it keeps me healthy. I, I'll say this, that I was really good at yoga before I got sick mm-hmm. because I was much stronger. In the last three years, obviously, a lot of my muscle mass yep. and, and even muscle memory for yoga has really waned. So while I continue to practice, I can't do everything because I don't have the strength that I used to do. But I was really good at yoga. I would get into a meditative state. It was felt great for my body. I could master some of the moves that I looking around in class that maybe some other people can do. I'm naturally flexible. I'm naturally thin. It was something that I had a natural aptitude for, but I worked every week, many Mm -hmm. classes a week, and I was good at yoga. So I feel good about that. Like when I do yoga, I feel good about myself because I know I'm doing it well, even though I'm not as strong as I used to be. A couple of that I just thought about because we're getting some great texts. Uh, I'm a pretty good whistler. Own it, baby. And also at guessing the time, at various points in the day. 
I'm usually within five minutes really? of correctly guessing the That's time. That's a weird thing to be good at, yet you know you're good at yeah, that. Yeah, I just thought of that because somebody said, this is a great one. I am good at judging the correct size food container for leftovers. Cool. That's an amazing skill. Isn't that? Do not demean that skill. No, that's what I'm saying. This Good is what I you. love. Mm-hmm. I love these little quirky things you excel at. And, and you're and right. that's what it, you need to be. It doesn't have to be life-changing. No. Just you're good at one thing, so yep. you can so, have confidence yep. that you as a human I think the time one is for me. I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm the human clock. I just have a, a instinctive knowledge of what time mm-hmm. it is. Some people are really good at directions. You know, that they yep. either north, south, east, west, or they can get themselves out of some, or go to a new city and sort of get the feel for it and know how to get around. Yeah. That's a great skill. I have that kind of, where I just kind of naturally GPS? know which, which direction I'm facing. Yeah, that would not be me. Oh. That would not be me. Uh, all right, David, you're up. I feel how like DJ's going to have a bunch of these. Now that you're saying all these, like, random things, like the leftover thing, it makes me yeah. think of, like, um, it's t- it makes me think of parking in my garage. Oh, yeah. We have... Two vehicles in a yeah. two-car garage, yes. but there's a lot of other stuff in there. And you're good at. I mean, that. yesterday I did that. I, I backed like up, a glove. Backed up my trailer in the exact perfect spot. Un- unhooked the trailer and then backed the van into Greg, the garage baby. right past That's the trailer you. and put it there first time on Excellent. the money with about two inches to spare in the garage door. Excellent. Boom. So your Done. spatial relations yep. are very attuned. You, it's something you. It can't just be something that you haven't worked at. You've worked at that. You've practiced that many yeah. times. Well, and I, I parallel park on the street down yes. here every day in Minneapolis. Yes. And, but I think it can be something you don't work at. Something you just have a natural gift. You okay? But wh- what I'm talking about is is different. Yes, it's a natural gift, but then you have had to put some effort into it to create a mastery of it. Right, because it has to be some kind of. We all have natural gifts, but this kid, yeah, he was good at Tetris, but he played it so much yes. that he got really right. good at and he just, mastered right. it. Right, so. But like, I like the ones where you don't. You just have the natural gift, like the food container thing. Is that? I guess it's practice. Well, that's also probably trial and error. I suppose that's something that you practice. But if you have a natural aptitude toward it, you will be drawn to do it, and then you will get even better at it. So those are the skills that I'm talking about. That. We can talk about natural gifts all day another time. Yeah. But this is about something that you you realize you're Work good at, at, you've worked toward, mm-hmm. and you feel – because it's a life goal to feel accomplished in something, not that God gave you, mm-hmm. something that you helped work toward. I love it. Let's hear from you. Brag on. Do we do have a call? Yeah, we do. Let's do the call before the break. Jane is in Minnetonka. Jane, uh, go ahead. Hello. Brag away. Brag away at your, uh, yeah. your talent. Well, there's to, first of all, grammar. I am excellent at grammar, and I'm an old lady, and I cannot stand when people don't do it, including on your station when him and I went to the state fair. But the other is I can figure something out within two minutes of meeting them, and if they're a good person, if they have an agenda, if um, they're, they don't do their job right, this and that, and I'm not bragging about it because it's a really um, – it makes me – you know, anxious, but, um, you can, I can tell, and all of my friends tell me that. And, uh, I judge of care. Yes. It, but judge. Mm-hmm. It, it, yes. It, it gives me a better life. That's great. That's <laughs> a great skill. Mm-hmm. And I tell who's, who's going to be good and who isn't. So, right. and you two delight me every morning. So thank you. Good about well, that. Thank you, Jane. Thank you. She judged us thank and we're, we're worthy. Uh, let's take, a, take a break. Go ahead. Brag about your hidden talent. What have, so what have you mastered? I haven't mastered yoga because it's a practice. You practice it. Yeah, but I'm good at aren't it. Aren't you a yogi if you've mastered yoga? Yeah, but I don't know that anyone's ever mastered yoga. I think if you ask, 
uh, Probably. A, a, a guru or a yogi, they would say it's a, that's why they call it a practice. What is it for you? 651-461-9226. I'm not even looking at the clock, but I'm going to say it's 921. We are uh, following also some breaking news of uh, active shooting at a high school in Iowa. This is in Perry, Iowa, which is about 15 miles northwest of Des Moines. Uh, no word yet on casualties or number of people shot. Uh, hopefully that number is low or zero, but there's apparently been a shooting at a high school in Perry, Iowa, and we will uh, continue to follow that. It's a hard pivot because, yep. of course, we didn't want to start the first day of school or any day of school no. uh, with this information. But please know we are on it. We'll be watching it. And we're going to pivot back to the conversation mm-hmm. that we were having. It was about mastery after this uh, mastery of something, of anything. After this 13-year-old in Oklahoma beat the game of Tetris, he is the first one ever. Um, I thought to myself, wow, he's really good at Tetris. What are we really good at? Mm-hmm. Because advice has been given to both Adam and me about you should be able to master something in your life. You should be really good at at least one thing. Mm -hmm. So Adam's is um, sex and fishing. (laughs) Mine is yoga. Not necessarily in that order or at the same time. Uh, (laughs) But a guy's got to have a hobby. And, you know, if I want to have set my goals for 2024, I think you just gave me something. It's a good one. And my wife, by the way, is texting me and she's like, stop it. Please. <laughs> two days in a row that I've talked about this. Oh my I'll, I'll gosh. stop. Well, and then just picking the time, randomly knowing the yes, time. You can pick the time. Within five to ten minutes, usually I am spot on. Mm-hmm. He's also very good at impressions. You really are good at that. And um, direction. Direct. He's not and I think you are, Can I tell you, you are good at uh, making people feel uh, loved and welcomed. Oh. Like you just, like Jimmy and Vanita, when they were leaving, you were just... Telling them what they're good, like good at, and they 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 were nearly in tears when they left. Oh, my goodness! Well, I didn't mean to make them cry, but thank you. Mm-hmm. I do feel that about. I I feel like I can see. You know, I. I don't you know, are also I, an incredible personality. Uh, at any given time, you have the gift that I don't have, and that is, in any situation, you are able to just flip a switch and be on at all times. But you are. I mean, you were just really mean to me and David all morning, and then you flipped a switch, and you were nice. That's to how I do it every day. Yeah. Right. That's you know. <laughs> I fake it for three hours, and then I can become the horrible person that I usually None am. None of this after is this, true. After three hours. So what have you mastered? Our boss just came in, and Brad said he has mastered folding clothes. And that is a great skill, because when you have beautifully yeah, folded clothes, that. Yep. that is a gift. They go into your your closet or in your um, drawers, and uh, that is a beautiful thing, beautifully folded clothes. And it's so satisfying when you do all Marie Kondo, and you fold the clothes, and you have a... What's uh, the Marie Kondo method? Is that... Remember, she, was roll them up. she rolls them up. Yeah. Yeah. So you can fit more in yep. the drawer and you can still see what they are and it still looks organized. Uh, here's a very Minnesotan one. Backing up my boat trailer for the perfect boat launch every time. There you go. And I responded. I want to know, uh, some people, do you look over your shoulder and do it? Or you do, there's some people going to do it just with the mirrors, just really? with their rear view mirrors. Not me. This That's is a, a very, very special talent. I'm a person who's ripped off the drive through sign driving an RV at the McDonald's, so I'm not doing anything with large motor vehicles. Uh, this texture, let's get to some of these texts because yeah. they're really terrific. And give us a call, 651-461-9226. This texture says, my little-known skill is forgery. I can identify people by their handwriting, and I was the go-to person to write signatures for anyone absent in the office birthday cards. I just thought of another one I have. Well done. Oh, because it's all about you? Sorry. Go ahead. Hit me. I'm, I, this no, is this good is for good me. Exercise. This is fair. I'm, 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 I'm giving. I'm self affirmation. Affirmation. 
Yes. Our identifying people by their voice. Like on the phone, I usually know. Excellent. I I can identify people by their voice. And I also am good at picking out, this guy sounds like, you know, vocal doppelgangers. See, that's why you're good at impressions. Because you have an aptitude for hearing different tones Mm -hmm. in people's voices or whatever they're called. But that's what makes you good at it. And if you practice it like you do with your voices, Mm it makes you excellent at it. Uh, guys, WCCO is making me feel like a failure because I can't think of anything. But but there is something. Trust me, you are good at something, and this is what we're taking time this morning to reveal. Uh, by the way, this texture says I thought I was the only one with the time talent. Yeah. So that See, is a congratulations. Mm-hmm. Other people. The have. human clock. I'm really good at pushing my wife's buttons. Yeah. yeah why aren't we that. all? I get. It. Uh, my husband says I'm a good travel planner for us, but lots of people can do that. No. No, no, they no, cannot. Absolutely if not. If you can organize a trip and plan things out, that is an excellent, excellent skill. And I hope that you get a, lots of opportunities to travel to uh, enjoy that skill. Uh, guys, I'm good at, at going the speed limit without looking at the speedometer. That's a good one, too, where yeah. you just kind of know how fast you're going. You, you know your space in I the do world. that to myself. Too. I'm, I'll guess. I'm like, I feel like I'm doing about 61, 62, and look down. And it is? Ah, good for you. Ah. Good for you. Guys, I've mastered procrastination. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. I know. Uh, I am a woman, and I am an excellent grain cart driver, loading on the go and unloading into a semi-trailer. Good. I, I can't envision that, but you know what? Thank you. And um, I guess because you're a woman, maybe that wasn't normally – maybe there's yep. very few women in that gig, and you, good for you. Eric in St. Paul says he's claimed the title Chef Leftover because the ability to take all random leftover foods and blend them together into a tasty meal. That is a great skill. I was oh, thinking of that the other day with amazing. taking – like even taking things that are, you know, it's making a totally different meal. Oh, wow. With, with leftovers. I have no concept of that. Uh, you have to have kind of an idea. Yeah, that's of how food that's a special and the skill. Chemistry yes, of food. and the chemistry of food, totally, and the tastes and compliments. Mm-hmm. Were you about to say something? Well, it's like half the meals at my house are that's- what you just described. Just me opening the fridge, seeing random things, and, and creating it into a meal. Mac but and cheese good? and pizza. Yeah, it's almost. It's oh. I would say it's ninety-five percent of the time it's a hit. Okay. Wow. Big brag there. The, my, my, the only you skill I've had us, in that was making uh, no, we want to brag. Making sloppy Joe nachos. Taking leftover sloppy Joe uh, mix and putting them on tortilla chips. You're good at that? That's, well, that was my only leftover. That was your thing. That was my leftover skill. Uh, 931, News Talk 830, WCCO again. Uh, shooting at a high school in Perry, mm-hmm. Iowa. That's just northwest of Des Moines. We'll continue to follow that. CBS will have uh, the latest and will uh, interrupt uh, when it warrants. Mm-hmm. Uh, But uh, an article yesterday, with all the criticisms that Mary Moriarty has faced, I found it quite surprising that a local police chief stood side-by-side with her with a new initiative. Uh, Mark Bruley is police chief of Brooklyn Park. We'll talk to him next about it. So, All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, the Hennepin County attorney yesterday during a press conference announcing... Uh, this new initiative 
requiring police chiefs and local law enforcement agencies to disclose more information. And when you read the headline, you're thinking, well, wait a minute, does this make it harder to uh, convict criminals? But uh, our next guest says, no, that this is all part of a, a good move. And that's why we welcome to the, the phone somebody we've talked to before, uh, Mark Bruley, who is the police chief of Brooklyn Park. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for the time today. We appreciate it. Explain uh, this new uh, initiative and I guess how it helps you in law enforcement and as a law enforcement agency. Yeah, absolutely. First off, good morning, Jordan and Adam. Thanks for having me on. Um, well, first off, this is a criteria that's been around for a very long time okay. where prosecutors have had the obligation under rules called Brady and Giglio, where they've had the obligation to disclose evidence, um, which is not favorable to the case or may be favorable to the defendant, and any um, potential credibility issues of those testifying. And obviously, one thing about criminal prosecutions um, is there's a lot of police officers testifying, so it certainly would apply to all the witnesses or police officers that are testifying in court. So this is nothing new. We just haven't done a great job, in my opinion, of following and being diligent about making sure that we're disclosing that. And I know that because I, I possess all the data on any discipline or accusations of misconduct that you know are, are accused against Brooklyn Park police officers. And very few times has the prosecutor from Henry County come, asked for it, looked at it, or been diligent about keeping up with it. Um, and again, we, right, I, in behalf of the city, want um, this information disclosed. One, we run a great organization and I have nothing to fear. And two, um, if, we, if the county attorney doesn't disclose it, it can affect the outcome of the case. So you can have a very serious case that gets thrown out because there's an accusation that the county attorney didn't disclose a certain piece of information about a witness, like maybe um, something an officer was disciplined for, and then we lose the case. And uh, Chief, has, wants that. Has, that, has that happened before, to your knowledge, with uh, either in your department or somewhere else in the uh, in previously? I, I know it has not happened with Brooklyn Park police officers. I can't speak broader than that. I know there has been some issues um, about cases and evidence being lost because of credibility witnesses, but that would really be something I'd have to direct you to the county attorney. Chief, how often does this happen? I, I know you're the chief of police, and, and you, I love that you said you have nothing to fear. Your guys are accountable. honest, you're yeah. accountable, and women, of course. But mm-hmm. how I mean, how often does this happen, that, that cops are lying or they're concealing evidence or they're – uh, don't want to share something because they want to get somebody convicted. Yeah, I, I mean, I can only speak. I've been here at Brooklyn Park for 28 years, and, and this is, has a culture of having really high accountability for our staff, and that continues on today. Um, so extremely rare. Um, and, and if and when it has happened where we found misconduct by police officers, we take a really appropriately a really aggressive stance about removing them from the job. There's just no tolerance here for that behavior. Now, I can't say every police department shares that um, same diligence, but I know the majority of them do. And so it's incredibly rare, which is why there's there's really no reason to have consternation over this, right? Like, I wanted to give the data um, to the county attorney. I think they should have it. It makes them knowledgeable. And here's the best part. The defense attorneys and the public defenders already have it. Several years ago, they came to Brooklyn Park and got asked everything that we have, which is public, and we gave it all to them. So the defense attorneys already have um, all the allegations of misconduct against every one of Brooklyn Park officers. I would venture a guess that they did that to every 
agency in Hennepin County. And so if the defense already has it, I would think that we should, the county attorney should have it as well. We're talking with Brooklyn Park Police Chief Mark Bruley. Chief, would other police chiefs in Minnesota agree with you or would they be a little less friendly to these regulations? Yeah, I'm sure there's both. I mean, I know a lot of my peers that um, my colleagues that I talk to a lot, they're very supportive, have the same opinion as me. And I'm sure that some other chiefs have some, some concerns about it. And, I, and I've spoken to a few of them about that. And one of their concerns gets a little deeper than just, just disclosing the existence of complaints or um, misconduct is there's there's some nuance to this. And so, and, and I'll try to be really high level so your followers can keep up with it because it gets complex when we talk about data practice mm-hmm. uh, laws. But uh, a high level would be if an officer is convicted, or let me rephrase that, if an officer is um, found his investigation to be sustained, I mean, he was accused of lying, um, it was sustained by the department, they were disciplined, and um, and they were still here for some reason. Maybe an arbitrator gave them a job back, or that police chief, you know, uh, didn't terminate them. Then that all that case file would be public. Like once that discipline is issued and, and final, it would be public, and anybody could could get that information. You know, the fact that they were disciplined and what the supporting data is supporting that discipline, that's public. So the other would be like, let's say that same complaint was not sustained meaning it wasn't sustained, but it was meaning not sustained, meaning we can't say it happened or not. We just didn't gather enough facts to prove the case against the officer, and now the case is not sustained. But there's some, you know, compelling information in the report, and say the investigation is very complex. Well, that data would be private, meaning it's not disclosed. It's employment data. It's private data. And all that would be public is that the officer was accused of lying, and he was found, the case was found to be not sustained. And not sustained is much different than exonerated. If you think of exonerated, that means the facts vetted out prove that you did not lie, that the, the accusations were not true. Not sustained means we just don't know. We couldn't gather enough facts to say whether it occurred or didn't occur. And in a case like that, that would be private data. But the county attorney has tipped her hat, and understandably, that she's going to get a court order to come get that data. And now there's some consternation around if you get that data, where is that going to go? That's you know personnel data that's private to the employee by state law. Is that going to get disclosed to the defense? If it is, um, what's going to keep them from disseminating it in public? And, and that's the rabbit hole I think a lot of chiefs are more concerned about. I don't think any chiefs have concerns about just sending the public data to the county attorney so they're aware of all accusations of misconduct against police officers. It's more of this nuanced, in-depth um, inquiry about data that's private that the county attorney's already said they're going to go get court orders from a judge to get access to it. Chief, the, one of the reasons this story stood out to me yesterday is because you were up there with uh, Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty. She is someone that I and my radio partner, Jordana, we've been critical of, and I know a lot of uh, local law enforcement in Hennepin County, either on the record or off the record, have also been critical, concerned about uh, certain um, her her how she prosecutes and whether or not she really falls in line with the victims as opposed to those offenders. And I just wanted to give you the opportunity in your confidence in her. Obviously you felt strong enough on this case to stand up there with her, but just your thoughts on how she's doing her job. Yeah. No. And I think, you know, this is a conversation her and I have all the time. She knows I'm one of her biggest critics and and she, we kind of laugh about it because I'm very vocal and I've been very critical about what I think is, um, some inappropriate sentences or sentences they seek out. But one thing um, I've been truthful to her, and I've said this before, even when I'm critical 
Um, I'm also, when I believe you're doing the right thing, I'm going to support you. And that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I went up there, because she is doing the right thing. This needs to be cleaned up. It's the right thing to do. It's the obligation she has as a county attorney to make sure she follows the laws. And we all want fair trials that have the best outcomes that, that we can be proud of um, at the end of the day. So she's right in this case, and that's why she got my support. Believe me, and I think she started all the press conference commenting about my, I've been very critical of certain things of her, and it's true. Um, and it's not that we just see it a little different. I think that when people commit uh, severe, even if they're juveniles, if they commit very violent crimes, i.e. murder, um, that um, that is not the time where we try to rehabilitate them. Like there needs to be a stiff sentence um, and, and, a, and a clear, loud message to anybody else that if you take the life of another human being, you will be held accountable. Um, and, and where we do agree, her and I, though, is where we look at restorative processes, especially for juveniles. When they're stealing cars or stealing, you know, felony theft, these kind of crimes, that's the place where we should be doing this restorative process to really work and find a better path for those kids. I just don't think we should be doing that process um, when we're when we're when we're talking about them cold blooded murdering um, a mother in her house, for example, on the McKeever case. So I've been very critical. But one thing I would also say that's been very refreshing with this county attorney is her willingness to pick up the phone have a conversation and explain herself. And she's also been very inclusive on decision-making and or bringing police chiefs, specifically me to the table um, and getting my opinion. And that has not existed in this County for a very long time. And so um, didn't happen with Mike Freeman did not happen with Mike Freeman. No. And I wasn't the police chief, but I was deputy chief at the time, but no, I mean, most I'll be honest with you. A lot of things that we learned was from Mike Freeman when he was in the media and when he would, you know, I'd watch, uh, a news station and learn um, what his opinion was on any particular issue. Um, this county attorney is absolutely intentfully trying to engage police chiefs. And, and really, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, in some really hard conversations where um, she's not defensive, she takes criticism, she understands it, and she explains herself. And I can have a lot of respect for someone like that. And thank you for explaining that and offering your opinion, because I think you're right. We look at some of those cases, the McKeever case in particular, the one that you referenced, and we think, you know, what's happening. And, and it, also, it, 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 and a texter points this out, uh, you know, we don't have to be so absolute in that, you know, well, you know, I can't agree with anything. This per- You just said it, Chief, yeah. that, you know, yes. because you disagree in one area doesn't mean that you can right. support her in this, in this, in this area. I couldn't agree anymore, to be honest with you. I mean, that's, we could probably spread that across the whole nation yes. about being so divided, but Thank the you. truth is, I don't always agree with her. But I, she is a professional. She was elected, mm-hmm. and in a lot of things, she does right. And, and to be honest with you, she doesn't get credit for it because people want to just get locked in on a decision that she made that they don't agree with. And I really challenge myself not to be that way. So, all right, Police Chief from Brooklyn Park, we so appreciate you, Chief Mark Bruley, for joining us and having a really yeah. open and honest conversation. Come on anytime, sir. We need to keep these conversations going. Sounds good. I'm always, uh, hey, lastly, always willing to come on. So. Mark, uh, let, let me ask you one question with it. We all talk uh, just briefly here. Uh, how's recruiting going? Are your mm-hmm. department staffing levels? It's something obviously a lot of departments are dealing with. Uh, how's it there in Brooklyn Park? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. It's really tough across the whole state. I think it's probably a topic we're not talking about enough. I would, I would almost classify it as epidemic level. Like there are not enough people for positions. Um, one thing I will tell you that's really refreshing, which this city has, um, not even double down, quadruple down, and that is growing our own program, which we're we're finding cadets in our in our community mostly. A lot of them are coming from out of our high schools, 
Um, a lot of them recruited by our school resource officers. Unfortunately, we don't have them in schools anymore to do this work. But um, so we are seeing an incredible increase in people of color from our community that want to go into law enforcement and are coming through our cadet program. Just to give you some numbers, we have a cadet program right now that's open, and we had almost 60 applicants um, put in for that position. And the cadet is a position where they come here and they do community, community service type work. So they wear a light blue uniform. They they go uh, maybe write parking tickets, tow cars, deliver mail, things like this for the for the for the police department really to assist officers and then meanwhile we send them we pay for their education in law enforcement to go to school to be law enforcement as soon as they graduate we put them in our academy we make them police officers here and so we're seeing you know 50 60 every time um we have an opening and for police officers i'm seeing about five or six applicants with honestly about uh, maybe one out of ten that's actually eligible or somebody i would consider hiring um, that meets our standards here. So the traditional candidates almost non-existent, wow. but the uh, glimmer of hope out there is there is some youth that, uh, given the opportunity, will jump on these cadet programs. So fascinating. It's a rebuilding couple of years. Yeah. I know we can't get them it soon is. enough, but um, sounds like you yeah. guys are doing all the right things. Thanks, Thank you Chief. so much, Chief. Yeah, you bet. You guys have a great day. You too. See, that's people go be police officers they'll pay for your education they will train you they will give you a great job you can stay in your community like this is i really think once we get over the hump of this 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 these differences between communities and police and once we come together and see we all need each other there needs to be a symbiotic relationship between community and police more people will want these jobs 952 news talk 830 wccf 11, uh, excuse me, 9.56, that's your Linda's construction time check. Time to uh, get 50% off installation labor on Affinity for Marvin Windows. Uh, shooting at a high school in Perry, Iowa. Again, we're following at CBS News. We'll have the latest here in about three minutes from now. Um, FBI no, are on the scene. Yeah, no word on injuries mm-hmm. at this point. Perry, Iowa, by the way, this is about 10 miles, 15 miles just northwest of Des Moines. And... Uh, there's we no- are hearing that victims, there are victims from the shooting. They're being taken to a local medical center, Mercy One Des Moines Medical Center. Uh, it is unclear how many patients are headed to the facility and, of course, their uh, well, conditions. Yeah, we hope for the best. That's uh, right. Certainly- also, this is in a high school, a local middle school that is in the area and an elementary school were also evacuated, mm-hmm. you know, just as out of, out of abundance of caution. Uh, right now, as we're looking at the scene, it looks like things are... Um, contained. Calm, yes. Yes, the, things are calm. Right. That this is not necessarily active an active shooter situation. Shooter situation. Yep. But it's, it's terrifying and scary and the worst way to start off the new school yes. year. Uh, CBS News uh, will uh, have the latest again and then uh, we'll be back with uh, quick takes coming up. So uh, don't go anywhere. More with Adam and Jordana. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 